The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Pay attention, would you? The show is on. I can't hear you at all. I don't know what. Where have you been? I, I can't hear myself. Are you are you saying that you're not here? Or? Are you saying we're on air? Because I can't hear anything. Pretty sure. I mean, we're here. The radio's on. I can hear you now. Hey, hey, hey. Is this a fall break? It's the five count break. Oh, Yes. Anybody uh, interested in this fine program? Because we're back. Here it is. Ton's here. Hey, Ton I'm finally hear. here. I have no idea what was just happening. I couldn't hear a thing. It was incredible. Couldn't hear myself. Couldn't hear you. Couldn't hear Southern Minnesota. It was like all those YouTube videos you see where the babies are like sitting around being unaware and then the doctor hooks up the hearing aid and, yes. and then the mom talks and suddenly the baby's like, <gasps> what? That's what happened just now with Tom. Wow. So great. It's like he's heard the five count again mm. for the first time. So wonderful. Speaking of wonderful, um, I don't know what you were looking for, but you found this. Yeah. Might as well stick around. It's a uh, high-quality, high-brow, top-notch program called The Five Count. It's real, like, the brow is, my brow is so high that it, like, goes all the way back to the other side of my yeah. head. Yeah. I mean, you're talking real high-brow. Super high-brow. Oh, man. We refer to it uh, affectionately as the wraparound brow. Ton, speaking of high brows, I got to ask you a question. Okay. And I want to ask it to you on air so you can share it with all of our friends. Uh Uh-huh. I noticed you walked in here with a swagger and with your swim trunks on. Yeah. And you got a big gash on your head. Yeah. Mind uh, explaining exactly what happened or? Really high brow type stuff. Like you were shaving? You have to shave up there? Like, No. Are your eyebrows that out of control? (laughs) No, the cut is way on the top of my head. You're like the damn wolf, man. The cut is actually from a payphone, if you can believe that. Sounds made up, so I'm going to say no, I cannot believe that. (laughs) You would think that, but it's not. It's completely not made up. Is it because you've gone so long without using a payphone that you forgot how to get in it or out of it? or 
you forgot which end of the phone goes where or exactly what happened here. Okay, so um, I have a 1950s payphone in my kitchen. Wow. On the wall. Do it's you, just on the wall. There's not a booth. It's just a payphone hanging on the wall. I like to because clarify Ton that. lives in prison. Let me clarify. Yeah, I like to clarify because when I say payphone, for some reason, everyone thinks it's a thing that you get in, like a cabinet. It's not. So it's just a phone hanging on the wall, but it's a big old 1950s payphone. And um, I was actually chasing around my almost two-year-old who was randomly just peeing everywhere because uh, he's about two weeks into potty training and knows 100% when he's going potty. And sometimes we'll even stop going potty, but we'll absolutely not go potty on the toilet. But he'll take a whiz in your kitchen. Yeah, he'll just sit He'll oh, that's sit on the toilet for like a half hour holding it, reading books, eating peaches, whatever he wants, and then he'll promptly get up and run and, and turn circles pissing everywhere like a sprinkler like one of those circular sprinklers and yelling potty and i was chasing after him and then and i was bent down chasing after him trying to grab him and then when i lifted my head up there was the the change you know the little change lever thing the coin return little thing and my head just went up right on the corner of that somehow and sliced my head open wow it was really it was I, you know, if only Bob Saget were here to hear this. It was such a mixture of pain and anger and frustration. It was unbelievable. But it was kind of like it necessary. It's kind of like I needed it. I needed, I was like holding my head going like, oh, like it, this hurts. I'm going to have a headache. I feel it coming on. There is a child still pissing on everything. And then I looked at my hand and there was blood. And I was like, I'm bleeding. What the heck? And then it was like it was like a it was like a needed break. It was like the bleeding actually kind of diffused me a little bit. Like I was able to like oh okay, you know what? I'm bleeding. I'm just going to go to the bathroom and I'm going to clean up this bloody cut on my head and trying to fix it up. And you know, I was able to calm down a little bit. Put some micatracin on there. Wonderful. Did you ever have Micah Trayson as a kid? No, but I just wanted to say I appreciate you explaining what happened. Because on paper, if you were just to read gashed head on payphone during potty training mishap, yeah, that sounds a little ridiculous. I mean... But now that you flushed it out. Even though it's... Or flushed it out. Yeah. Even though it's flushed and flushed, it's still pretty ridiculous, honestly. It's unbelievable. I don't... I can't... And everybody, please, if you're listening right now, please don't call the five count hotline, which is five zero seven five one nine twenty thirty. Don't call that line and tell me to get the Cheerios method because the kid is not even two. He doesn't. He's not going to aim at Cheerios. He doesn't. He doesn't get. He's currently in sprinkler mode. I don't know why. I mean, I know why. We have a daughter who's six, and she was basically potty trained at about 14 months. And it was like easy. Done. Super quick. Easy. Nothing to it. 
super easy. We could bring a little tiny potty everywhere we went and just put it anywhere. Put it in a parking lot, whatever you want. She'll sit down and go potty. It's fine. Set her on a potty in the Sibley bathrooms or Turtle Lot or where it's a gross bed. It doesn't matter. Just sit her down there. Read her a book. She'd look you in the eyes and go potty. It was fine. Okay. It was totally fine. Easy. My son wants nothing to do with any toilet that's ever existed, ever. Nothing. Maybe you should let him run around the bathtub. We have, actually. We've caught potties in the bathtub. But we've also caught potties um, in the living room and the kitchen and outside anywhere on a sidewalk or in the yard or on the steps or uh, on the table, on the picnic table or... Yeah. yeah, just anywhere. Boys on, will on be boys. Shorts right here, any place. Oh, that's why you got your swim trunks on. Yeah, it really is. Well, ton. I hope um, tonight's program doesn't spend as much time in the bathroom as you have lately. Yeah, I hope so too. I would appreciate that. But if you have something really nice to say to us, um, you know, something uplifting. Um, something gracious go ahead and call the five count hotline 507-519-2030 i do have a message that someone left on that very hotline do you really want to hear it sure i don't know if it's a bathroom related but let's find out together hey i'm trying to call into the 19th anniversary show tonight right now do you guys not uh film these things live anymore from the station Anyway, uh, I hope everything is great after 19 years. I hope you two are married together and uh, have a lot of lovely adopted kids. And uh, keep doing those five-count co-ops on YouTube because I'm watching them every week. Love you guys. Wow. That's awesome. Ton, who is that? Dude, I don't know. That kind of sounds like hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember hot dogs? Um, Is this another bathroom thing? No. You got ugh, your memory. You used to have this beautiful, luscious memory that remembered everything that I didn't. Oh, yeah. Um, Ton, I'm, I, I'm just dumbfounded that that person sounded sincere. Yeah. That they listen on purpose, non-ironically, to this program and think you're good. That might be a first. I'm not. That's not the first. What are you saying? Remember? <laughs> I feel like I need to go to the bathroom now. I'm so You remember hot excited. dogs? Dude, you got to listen back to the old shows. There's a guy that we called him hot dogs. Uh-huh. Was this like pillow talk? Or? No. I don't remember. Just listen back. Figure it out. I think it was him. It sounded like his voice. His voice was kind of familiar, but in a, like a more adult style way. Because oh. when he used to listen, he was like a teenager, probably. Are you talking about Nick Swede? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, what if that isn't him? Let's pretend it is. Thanks, buddy. If you're hearing this. I mean, if it's not, I don't know. Next time you leave us a message, just, you know, say it's some kind of name. Yeah, you guys need to say your names because if you're longtime listeners, a lot of you listened when you were 12. Yeah. And now that you're grown men, we don't recognize you anymore. Yeah, it doesn't sound the same. And we're not married to each other. We do have kids. It's a common law public radio marriage. Yeah, that's what it is, really. Doesn't help on our taxes. But that's kind of exciting that he's uh, listening or watching the co-op. Is that the thing you do on YouTube? Yeah. We that's do this great. thing on YouTube, the co-op, 5 Con co-op. Check it out. 
Ton, I got something you need to check out. I don't know if you realized, it is Father's Day weekend. I had no idea. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, I mean, nobody's doing anything for me, but that's You're okay. doing it for everybody. Yes. You being the father of great radio. I wish I was doing it so much. We're talking good times, talking great oldies, we're talking tons swim trunks. Yes. It's happening tonight. Got some sentimental songs for your daddy. <laughs> nice. Sounds great. Are you a daddy out there listening? <laughs> hey, daddies. <laughs> got some songs for you then we'll come back are you ready <laughs> i am so ready
fine covered shack in the mountain Bravely fighting the battle of time Is a dear one who's weathered life's sorrows Tis that silver-haired daddy of mine If I could recall all the heartaches Dear old daddy, I've caused you to bear If I could erase those lines from your face And bring back the gold to your hair If God would but grant me the power Just to turn back the pages of time I'd give all I own If I could but atone To that silver-haired daddy of mine I know it's too late, dear old daddy To repay for the sorrow and care Oh, dear mother is waiting in heaven Just to comfort and solace you there If I could recall all the heartaches Dear old daddy, I'd cause you to bear If I could erase Those lines from your face And bring back the gold to your hair If God would but grant me the power Just to turn back the pages of time I'd give all I own If I could but atone To that silver-haired daddy of mine Hey, this is Kerry Means, the voice of Frylock from Aquatine Hunger Force And you're listening to the five count Listen, suckers
This is Emilio Rivera, el padrino from the Mayans MC. You are listening to the Five Count. Hey, Daddy. That was some Daddy songs for you, Daddy. Wow. It's Father's Day. Nice. I'm really excited. Yeah, it seems good. Anytime there's a day yeah. designated by the calendar, I like to spend it here with you. Mm. And all the nice. gentle listeners. Yeah, that's nice. All the daddies. 
All the daddies. That's amazing. You know, wow, I never really thought about it. I guess I didn't even realize that it was Father's Day. I mean, I'm sure. Well, technically it's tomorrow, but. Yeah. You could spend uh, Father's Day with the true punks. Do you usually have a nice Father's Day, or do you think you'll have a good one this year? Do you have plans? Is there, like, weekend plans? No, I don't think so. Okay. There never is, right? It's pretty run-of-the-mill. From In my experience, nothing sweet happens on Father's Day, really. Except for? Except for the five count. Yeah. Come on, man. Some people out there listening, this might be all they got. It's like Father's Day comes and they're like, oh, yeah. Well, would you want to have some time to yourself? I mean, working on a project, like putting in a new refrigerator for me or redoing a bathroom or, yeah, I mean, at least you get that time to yourself. It's like, no, why don't I go get to go get massages or go be not here? What's That's my question. Is that what you do for your, let's discuss your perfect Father's Day. You'd leave and go get massages? I mean, currently it would just be, sometimes I just dream about leaving in general, but I mean, that's a whole different thing. I don't know. Um, well, we can do this show over Skype still, right? Even if you move to an undisclosed location. Okay, here's here would be the ideal Father's Day. If I could go on a vacation to Sweden and then there'd be... A, a lovely Swedish nanny who would follow me with my children around and mostly keep an eye on them so I can feel somewhat free of uh, of having to pay attention to them at all times. Um, but they would also be there so we could interact and everything would be cool. And then we'd go to some nice places to eat and hang out and have fun times. I don't know. That's just a random thought. Also go to the spa. And then, so, like, when I go to the spa, what I mean by spa is, like, get a massage. Oh, I would just love to have a massage or sit in a hot tub or something. I don't know. Just anything. Would the Swedish nanny be yes. Brigitte Nielsen? Oh, uh, sure. I don't know. Whatever. Swedish massage therapy people. Ah, yes. Can I just do it? Let's go there. Wait, now I'm coming? And your kids? I don't know. I just, can I go there and have a nanny hang out with my kids at a really wonderful place and feed them sweets and hot chocolate while I let Swedish people touch me in, you know, massage style? That'd be great. Uh, well, and then, if anyone out there listening could help ton. I could have a nap then maybe even. Maybe you know. could hook him up with a Groupon or something. <laughs> make this happen he deserves it i really need a massage and yeah yes i thought you were going to say you'd like to just wander around menards for three hours no i don't want to do that at all no i've done that numerous times i don't i don't need to do that on father's day that's a manly thing to do yeah i don't i mean i don't really i think honest if i'm quite totally honest with you dust i think i'm over all that oh I think I'm so, I've lived a manly life so much <laughs> that it's like it doesn't fade. Like, I don't need Menards to make me feel like a man at all. You don't need your Nards for feeling like a man. You heard it first here, <laughs> folks. 
You know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't get my manliness from that, like hanging out at at home improvement stores or even or even riding my motorcycle or doing whatever. Like I've been doing that stuff for years. I am a man. I know that I'm a man. It's fine. What about bum fights? Oh, God, I feel like I did that too enough. <laughs> that doesn't make you a man. None of that stuff makes you a man. Well, there goes my weekend plans. Beard doesn't make you a man. Cool shades doesn't make you a man. A Harley doesn't make you a man. None of that stuff is what being a man truly is about. I don't know. That's why I say, like, for Father's Day, I would like my kids around. But if I had some kind of help, and the reason why I say a nanny is because a nanny, I think, would legit like be a real help where sometimes other members of the family you think that they're going to be a help but then it's not exactly or you have to deal with the repercussions of them being a help later on in some other way which is like if we could just eliminate that that'd be great well i don't know what i'm gonna do now because i just bought a brand new pair of oakley's yeah and i grew a beard white oakley's and i was gonna pick some fights at menards yeah because i thought that's how a man would celebrate father's day i mean some men maybe would you're telling me that's not the way to go a flat black harley white oakley's hat on backwards beard bandana fights at menards that's really something go for it dude i mean i'm not knocking you for wanting to do that go right ahead actually i think what i'll do is well I'm just saying that when all that stuff's done with, nobody's going to show up with some kind of a plaque that says, like, you are now a true, legit man. If you were a true friend, you would. That's all I'm saying. I mean, a true friend, I'll show up and pick you up and bring you to the hospital if you need me to or <laughs> ride your bike home. Or you mean whatever. the other guy, right? I mean, whatever. Either one. Try to help you dust you off. I'll be standing victorious eating yeah. a funnel cake and... <laughs> dripping powdered sugar on the dead guy (laughs) oh yeah because i'm a man yes i hear you dude i was gonna say my perfect idea of father's day would be to hang out in a parking lot and just buy a lot of bratwurst from one of those pop-up stands yeah yeah then i realized they don't do those anymore you know that's funny because it's like When's the last time you saw a group of kids selling hot dogs at the grocery store parking lot? No, no a long time. Man. But we do have more food trucks now, but it's different because yeah, it's, it's like not the same. Yeah, the food truck now is like things are like twenty bucks at the food truck. I want a seven year old kid pulling out a cold hot dog out of a crock pot. Yeah. At the grocery store. It's not the same and if it's, it's like a professional two truck. Yeah. Yeah, why don't we find that? Well, we're doing a show right now. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's fine. I'll do some fatherly things like that with you. Instead of finding one, why don't we start one? Let's have our kids start one, and we support them while eating hot dogs the whole time. Why do our kids always have to be around? I don't know. Can't we just be men together? Well, I mean, we can, but what my thought was like people love to see kids doing that stuff so i feel like they would buy from the kids more than they would buy from us i don't necessarily know that i want to sell any i just want to stand in the trailer and eat it and watch people walk by okay so we come up to you and say hey how much none for you jackass (laughs) and then just eat like three of them 
you're just eating it while you're telling the guy like do like a Rick Rude sorry, ketchup bro. flick yeah. into his face. <laughs> Keep wow. walking, Jack. Yeah, wow. Huh. And that is the perfect Father's Day. Don't let that's, tons of yawning fool you. It's a good wow. idea. I mean, it's really good. I was trying to soak it all in. Sounds great. I mean, okay, I'm in. Do we have to do it in Menards or what? Does it matter the parking lot? I mean, I'm fine with doing it in Menards. We but can I mean, just do it in your driveway, to or, be honest. Or do we do it at Menards for a couple hours and then Fleet Farm and then Home Depot and then what? You end the night out at Walmart or what do you do? No, you need to do it at a store that sells the things we're eating so we can, oh. in case we need extras. Yeah. So we got to go to the grocery stores. So where do you start? Like Hy-Vee? You go to Aldi? You go to mm. Cub? Just make the rounds? Yeah. Walmart. I still feel like you end the night at Walmart for some reason. It's the manliest place I can think of. I mean, uh, it's quite possible. I mean, they sell knives and guns and stuff. Yeah, everything. Charcoal. Charcoal. And like axe body spray. All the essentials. (laughs) Yeah, they do. Spray paint. Ton, I got another important question for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How do you feel about astrology? God, love it. You do? Yeah, what's your sign? Me, I'm an aquarium. Mm. <laughs> an aquarium? How about you? You mean Aquarius? Yeah, that too. What the heck? I'm a Leo. Okay. Leo the lion, baby. So you follow it? You believe in it? Um, I used to read it a lot. I haven't in years. But why? What's up? Uh, I got a follow-up question. How do you feel about dogs? Uh, What is with today? Someone else was on me about this. I mean, I don't really have a problem with dogs, but I have zero desire. Let me just repeat. Zero desire to have a dog as a pet. Absolutely none. But if I come across a dog, I also need to clarify because people get all ruffled and bunched up when I say that. I don't have any problem with the dog. I will greet a dog and be happy and pet a dog and it's fine. And like if a dog was in a burning building, I will try to help get it out. Like that's fine. I just do not want to have one as a pet at all. Does that make sense? I think so. I don't know why I had to get so serious. Somebody else has questioned me on that today. Okay. Final question. How do you feel about, dogs and their horoscopes if you had to you know <laughs> i hope i i've wow. have you ever thought about your dog's horoscope wow well, i mean i don't have a dog but i think about your dog's horoscope quite often and wondering if it ever thinks about how it went wrong in life and ended up in your house i don't know what mm. well put a pin in that that sounds like a discussion for another time <laughs> But right now we're talking about your dog and okay. your dog's horoscope. Okay. And if that is something that interests you, gentle listeners, you're really going to enjoy this next 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. If it sounds like a dumb idea, well, you get what you pay for. Welcome to Horoscopes for Dogs. This record tells you some of the characteristics your dog has and gives you psychological insights into your dog's dogality. 
If your dog doesn't live up to what you think he should, perhaps the reason is in the stars. Some dogs aren't particularly earthy and tend to express themselves with subtlety and finesse. They should be recognized as gentle, unassuming, emotional, and very sensitive, though they can also be dynamic, pig-headed, selfish, and ingenious. Certain traits are born into dogs, but the environment of the dog has much to do with whether these traits develop in a positive or negative manner. We hope this record will give you a broader viewpoint of the dog in your life and tell you some of the reasons why they stand on their own four feet. Aries, March 21st to April 21st. Aries, the first sign of the zodiac, is a reddish, fiery sign ruled by Mars. It is the sign of the warrior or ram. Aryan dogs are very enthusiastic and full of energy. They always think and act positively, and they are also impulsive. Aryan-born dogs are ruled by the planet Mars. Harmonious signs with Aries are Sagittarius, Leo, Gemini, and Aquarius. Love life. Love at first sight will be a daily occurrence with the Aryan dog. He will seize every opportunity to find a new love. He will jump wholeheartedly into affairs with all flags flying, and if anything about his newfound kingdom doesn't please him, he will lose interest in it, since he is very hard to satisfy. He will find fault with each new love. Looks can be deceiving, and he will always place too much importance on how his mate looks. However, looks is an important factor to him, and the Aryan dog is more apt to choose a mate with his head rather than his heart. Perhaps this is why the Aryan dog is prone to headaches. He likes music, though, so even if he has an ache in his head, he will still have a song in his heart. Temperament. Aryan-born dogs have a talent for positive thinking, and they always seem to look for the good things in life. Being of warrior background, Aryan dogs will often fight for their rights, and they must always have their way. An Aryan dog is not the kind of dog you would want if you expect him to lie quietly at your feet. Probably the only way that an Aryan dog would lie at your feet would be if he were exhausted from having spent an entire night roaming the streets in search of a new adventure. Aryan-born dogs allow their aggression to come forth at dog shows and obedience trials because Aryan dogs love to win. They tend to be bossy and domineering. However, their bossiness should be curbed early, or you might find your Aryan dog giving the commands to you instead of you commanding him. Although Aryan dogs can't concentrate for long on the commands they receive, they can react quickly and are very witty and amusing. Taurus, April 21st through May 21st. Taurus, the second sign of the zodiac, is ruled by the planet Venus. Taurus is a fixed earthy sign, the sign of the bull or builder, and dogs born under Taurus are stubborn, cautious, persistent, realistic, and industrious. Harmonious signs with Taurus are Virgo, Capricorn, and Cancer. Love Life Beware would be excellent advice for the masters of Taurian-born dogs that have flower gardens. When a male Taurian dog falls in love, he'll not only become tenacious, but also very affectionate and demonstrative. His pleasant disposition leads him to do things by instinct that he knows will please his sweetheart, such as digging up his master's chrysanthemums. Then he'll run away wildly with his feet planted firmly in the ground and the flowers between his teeth. After a few scoldings from you, he'll surely think of other ways to please his sweetheart, such as giving her things she can enjoy like a nice dog bone or one of his favorite toys. 
A Torian-born dog will remain a tried and true faithful mate even after the feeling of complete bliss has worn off. Physical attraction is very important, and he has a keen sense of beauty. However, it is the instinct of the Torian dog to be true to his particular breed, so you can expect dogs from this sign to be very devoted. Temperament Torian dogs are not the most intellectual of all dogs, but they are heavily endowed with common sense and usually accept things as they are. Taking short naps or long ones on rainy days will be one of your Torian dog's favorite pastimes. Often, you will find your Torian dog sleeping on the floor when you want to vacuum the rug. At this time, his eyes will appear to be the only living part of his anatomy. He'll probably open one eye at a time and look at you as if to say sleepily, You go right ahead and clean the floor, but I'm not moving until I wake up. Torian-born dogs are blessed with a firm will and driving determination. They can persevere and win over any opposition, if only they are given enough time. They can turn defeat into success. If you are one of those people that changes moods every five minutes, you'll get along fine with a Torian-born dog, because he just does his own thing, remains his systematic old self, and ignores your changing moods. Gemini, May 22nd through June 21st. Gemini, the third sign of the zodiac, is the sign of the twins. Gemini, ruled by the planet Mercury, is a rational, airy sign. Geminians delight in expressing their clever inventiveness. Geminians are exuberant and restless. Harmonious signs with Gemini are Libra, Aquarius, and other Geminians. Love life. Geminian-born dogs are sometimes accused of being two-faced, and rightly so. Geminian dogs aren't ashamed to admit that they're keeping two or more romantic interests going at the same time. Dogs born in Gemini express great pride in their prowess and in their families. They tend to have larger litters than those born under other signs. Geminian dogs usually put up with domesticity, but they don't always participate wholeheartedly in family life. At times, a Geminian mother may not wish to feed her puppies, even though she is generally an excellent and affectionate mother. A good master, however, will see to it that the puppies are fed and cared for. Flirtatiousness is a definite trait of the Geminian-born dog. This flirty attitude will produce a number of friends and quite a reputation for the Geminian dog. A walk around your neighborhood will prove your Geminian dog's popularity, for you will find that he or she is constantly making passes or receiving passes from almost every dog in the neighborhood. Temperament. Gemini is the sign of the twins, and in some cases your Geminian-born dog will tend to be twice as energetic as other dogs. The Geminian dog is happiest when leading a double life. Most Geminians are capable of achieving excellence in two careers, such as show dog at an early age and sire a few years later. The Geminian dog also tends to be a bigamist and keeps at least two romantic interests flourishing at the same time. A Geminian dog seems to bark often, especially when he's young. He doesn't bark to express fear or downright meanness. He barks to express satisfaction or dissatisfaction and to communicate his feelings to his master about whatever subject is being discussed. Geminian-born dogs adapt quickly and easily to different people, situations, and environments. He will be pleased with every new experience in life. Cancer, June 21st through July 20th. Cancer, the fourth sign of the zodiac, is the sign of the crab. It is a watery sign ruled by the moon. 
Cancerian dogs are tenacious, patient, motherly, and sensitive. Harmonious signs with cancer are Scorpio, Pisces, and Taurus. Love life. The Cancerian dog is shy with members of the opposite sex, but very honest in love affairs. Once they fall in love, their feelings come into full play. Because of their possessive nature, they tend to be very jealous if you don't give them lots of attention and love. They are usually faithful, but seldom completely satisfied. They do want to please their mate, and it means everything to the Cancerian dog to feel anchored in a happy home. When mating, the bitch may suffer emotional shock if the male fails her, as the maternal side is very strong in Cancerian dogs. So make sure before she dates, it's the right mate. Temperament. If your dog whimpers sorrowfully when you scold him or runs into a corner with his tail between his legs when he feels rejected, chances are he's a Cancerian. However, the stars decree that this emotional and affectionate creature is also a kind, good protector. This sensitive Cancerian dog is grateful for kindness, but unfortunately he doesn't accept criticism well. Therefore, his training should be gentle but firm. If you hurt your dog's feelings, he won't harbor a grudge. He'll want to make up because Cancerian dogs love their homes and families and find it necessary to live in a friendly, loving atmosphere. Although the Cancerian dog may perplex his owner a little with his lethargic tendency to sleep all day on the back porch, his master will soon recognize that a Cancerian dog needs his master's commands to stimulate him to act. So devoted is he to his master that he simply is at a loss for what to do with himself when he has no orders to carry out. He has a strong sense of duty and loyalty to his master and continually strives to please. However, no owner of a Cancerian dog should become overconfident about molding and training his dog. Although the Cancerian dog is intensely loyal to his master, he is also shrewd, cautious, and thrifty, and can't be fooled easily. Love is definitely the byword for the Cancerian dog, as they love to love and be loved. Hey, this is Chuck the Iceman Liddell. You're listening to The Five Count. Leo, July 23rd to August 23rd. Leo, the fifth sign of the zodiac, is ruled by the sun. Leo is a fixed fiery sign, a masculine sign, and its symbol is the kingly lion. Leonian dogs are full of enthusiasm and are generally very popular. Harmonious signs with Leo are Sagittarius, Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Gemini. Love Life the Leonian dog has a great capacity for love and is very kind and affectionate to those that deserve their respect. In matters of love, the Leo dog is not very wise. He likes excitement, and he may choose a mate that is exciting but not compatible. If he has made one mistake, he may not mate so easily the next time. A female Leo dog must be careful about finding a good mate. Unscrupulous male dogs may treat her badly and have an effect on her emotional stability. The female Leo is self-sacrificing and sensitive, and the wrong male will hurt her. However, if the mating is good, the pups will be darling and she will be a wonderful mother. The pups will immediately show the characteristics of their parents. They will show off and do anything for attention because they want everyone to know right away that they are born leaders. The Leo dog is devoted to his family and in return wants affection and appreciation. 
He wants to be loved deeply, but is embarrassed when his master is too mushy in public. He's too dignified for such displays of affection, but he still enjoys all the attention you will give him. The Leo's warm nature is felt by everybody that comes in contact with him. Temperament. Stubbornness is a trademark of Leonian dogs, and everyone who has had any experience with them knows that you simply cannot do anything about this. When they want to learn or cooperate, they will do so quickly, but at times their master has to humor their petulant moods in order to get them moving. There is a positive side to their stubbornness, though. Actions of Leo's always come from the heart as well as the head, and his family can find comfort and security in his presence because he is certainly the rock of Gibraltar. The Leonian dog is the center of attraction in the dog world. His dogality is very self-assured, dependable, and forceful, but these qualities are hidden deep inside. On the surface, he is shy, and if his master is too harsh with him, he will be crushed, for he has a deep yearning for love, praise, and encouragement. His understanding of people and other dogs is instinctive. He shows natural leadership of the dog pack, and he also understands his master's problems. Virgo, August 23rd through September 23rd. Virgo is the sixth sign of the zodiac. Mercury rules Virgo, and its life's activities are health, service, and efficiency. Virgo is a mutable earth sign, a feminine sign. It is the sign of the Virgin. Harmonious signs with Virgo are Capricorn, Taurus, Cancer, Leo, Scorpio, and Libra. Love life. The key word in the love life of a Virgoian dog is reserve. They will be very shy about finding a lover. You'll find that your Virgoian dog prefers to sit quietly at your feet rather than go about flirting with members of the opposite sex. Virgoian dogs are quite inhibited about sex, and they usually do not have very glamorous love affairs. Because a Virgoian dog likes detail and perfection, he may find mating difficult. Romance simply isn't first in his thoughts. He would rather be protective of his master than to worry about such things as watching the girls go by. A Virgoian dog generally has to like his companion for a long time before he will mate, but once he commits himself, he makes a very good partner because he is kind, gentle, and devoted. Some Virgoian dogs have difficulty in making the decision to surrender themselves, and they miss out on having families. Virgoians are not usually considered good breeding dogs. On the other hand, anyone who merely wants a companion and doesn't particularly want a dog guan or a Cleopatra would be very satisfied in all respects with a Virgoian-born dog. Temperament Virgoian-born dogs epitomize domestic life. They are certainly among the best of house pets. Their intelligence and attention to detail makes a happy and clean home for pet and master. They refuse to take shortcuts and are very exacting in whatever roles they have in life. This is true whether their masters use them for show dogs or just as domestic companions. If their master should happen to be a free and easy sort of person, then the dog's thoroughness will make up for the master's lack of concern and sense of responsibility. On the other hand, if the master is a painstaking, clean, hard-working individual, a Virgoian dog will have an easier life and will be less critical of his master. He will, however, still continue to double and triple-check every detail of everything his master does or doesn't do. Libra, September 24th 
through October 23rd. Libra, the seventh sign of the zodiac, is ruled by Venus. Dogs born under the sign of Libra are usually very intellectual and understand humans almost better than humans understand themselves. The symbol of Libra is the scales. Harmonious signs with Libra are Aquarius, Gemini, and Scorpio. Love life. Members of the opposite sex are usually a source of great attraction to Libran dogs, and they may become involved in one romance after another. Libran-born dogs are experts on the art of gentleness and tenderness. They are passionate and might possibly mate earlier in life than dogs born under all the other signs. However, since the symbol of Libra is the scales, they should certainly weigh emotions and needs very precisely before deciding on a litter. Because Libran dogs have a great capacity to learn, they generally produce pups with highly advanced intellectual abilities and excellent traits and aptitudes for becoming top show dogs. A female Libran dog probably will never neglect any pup in her litter. She will be very devoted and self-sacrificing. She will be a good companion to the pups, and she will get much pleasure from teaching them. And what could be more enjoyable and amusing than watching your Libran dog teach her puppies all she knows? temperament. Your Libran dog will possess an extraordinary ability for making friends and for creating peace and harmony from anger and chaos. For instance, if anyone in your family starts arguing or raising his voice, your Libran dog's keen sense of hearing will alert him. He'll probably use his favorite diversionary tactic of standing by the door, barking loudly and running back and forth as if a prowler were outside. When you open the door to look, your Libran dog will rush out as if he were chasing Jack the Ripper through the foggy streets of London. Naturally, you'll follow, and after several trips around the house, he'll let you catch him and bring him back inside. When you scold him for leading you on a fruitless search, your Libran dog will look at you with such puzzlement as if to say innocently, I can't understand it. I know someone was out there. Then he'll go into an empty room and giggle his silly head off because he knows that he's diverted you and you've forgotten what the argument was about. Libran-born dogs have generous, pleasing dogalities. They are obviously sincere, mild, moderate, obliging, and so sociable that they try to please everyone. Scorpio, October 23rd through November 22nd. Scorpio, the eighth sign of the zodiac, is ruled by the planet Mars. The sign of Scorpio has three symbols, the lowly scorpion, the serpent symbolizing wisdom, and the high-soaring eagle, symbolizing successful attainment of goals. Those born under the sign of Scorpio are energetic, independent, and determined. Harmonious signs with Scorpio are Cancer, Pisces, and other scorpions. Love Life The scorpion dog is romantic. The zodiacal sign of Scorpio rules the sexual act, and scorpion dogs possess powerful sensual drives. Sometimes they are excessively aggressive and uninhibited and will have many love affairs, all of which will be characterized by the scorpion dog's great drive and intensity. The female requires much physical love. However, due to her suspicious nature, she may suspect that her partner is unfaithful. The weakness of following the heart without listening to the mind may ruin a good relationship. Often the possessive nature of the scorpion dog is obvious in the litter. The puppies have in their favor the love and devotion of their scorpion parents, and usually they grow into dogs well prepared to face the world. Temperament. 
What does it mean when a dog howls at the moon and stars late at night? Can it be that this howling is his way of personally protesting the positions of his sign in the zodiac and the nature of his character? Does all this sound absurd? Weigh the facts. Scorpio is a complex and confused sign, and from the center of the sign there emerges two distinct forms of scorpion dogs, the positive and the negative. A positive scorpion dog has all the qualities which please his master continually, understanding, loyalty, devotion, drive, and intellect. On the other hand, there is the negative scorpion dog. His character mirrors the opposites of the positive scorpion dog because he is temperamental, jealous, quick-tempered, dishonest, and ruthless. Fortunately, the positive scorpion dogs dominate the negative both in terms of numbers and influence. These dogs are true intellectuals. They always know the right direction to take in their lives. Scorpion puppies will usually reflect the attitudes of their parents. For example, if the puppies are not given enough attention or devotion, their violent streaks flare. They also can be nervous and difficult to deal with. Hey, what's up? It's your friend Rick Dees, and you're listening to The Five Count. Right here, it just gets better and better. The Five Count. Sagittarius, November 22nd through December 22nd. Sagittarius, the ninth sign of the zodiac, is a mutable, fiery, masculine sign that is ruled by the planet Jupiter. Sagittarian dogs are free-spirited, independent, and very dynamic. The symbol for Sagittarius is the archer. Harmonious signs with Sagittarius are Aries, Leo, Capricorn, and Aquarius. Love Life The Sagittarian dog and its young are an amazing blend of curiosity, intelligence, compassion, enthusiasm, and physical prowess. Their many good qualities make them fantastic citizens of the dog world who often emerge as leaders. Whatever his master does, he should never try to hold this animal down. The free-spirited nature of the Sagittarian dog cannot tolerate restraint, and any attempt to restrain him could cause permanent emotional damage. Probably restraint won't work anyway, so let him go. He will grow to be a fine animal. You can rest assured that a Sagittarian-born dog highly treasures his freedom and is not willing to give it up easily. He will have many romances, some at the same time, but most of them cool off when they interfere with his freedom or when marriage is considered. When a Sagittarian-born dog finally settles down, he prefers a mate who is independent, forceful, clever, and understanding. In turn, he will be protective, very sympathetic, and affectionate. Temperament the Sagittarian-born dog is a great socializer. He's almost never home, and he can't be counted on to come home when he's called. The true, free-spirited, talented, fun-loving Sagittarian has a sharp and independent mind. Nothing can stop this optimistic creature from enjoying himself to the fullest. The Sagittarian dog seems to have an eye for success, fame, and fortune. Since he quickly gains the confidence and respect of other canines, he easily can become a leader. As the leader of the pack, he initiates all games and adventures and enjoys showing his followers and acquaintances how to do different things. A Sagittarian dog does not like to be tied down. He will travel great distances in search of adventure. Besides being a thinker, 
The Sagittarian dog is very active physically and has a great desire to explore and investigate. He will even turn over his food and water dish just to find out what's on the other side. It is his nature to get into anything he can, and his master should tolerate this behavior. Capricorn, December 22nd to January 20th. Capricorn, the tenth sign of the zodiac, is ruled by the planet Saturn. It is the sign of the ambitious, reserved, persistent, and diplomatic. Though it is mainly an earthy sign, it is also the sign of the snobbish, socially elite. Capricorn's symbol is the goat. Harmonious signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Libra. Love life. The Capricornian dog is inclined to let love matters take their own course. He is a believer in fate. He will attract the kind, sensitive, and understanding members of the opposite sex. He has a high opinion of himself as a lover and will perform his duties to the letter, but without too much emotion. You may tend to call the Capricornian dog stubborn in matters of love, but he's just trying to take it slow and win his mate's affection. He wants to do right and will sacrifice almost anything to be assured of a happy love life. You can't help but admire the way a Capricornian dog takes his love life seriously, and you don't have to be a dog lover to see the importance he places on companionship and affection. Try to understand his lovable nature. If he gets into the garbage, don't assume that he's bad. Try to see if mischief is not just a part of his dogality. Maybe he simply can't help what he does, but he's yours, and you should love him. Temperament. The Capricornian dog is one of the most faithful and ambitious of all dogs. He is the great conqueror of the dog world because he doggedly seeks to accomplish any feat or task. He is the master of tricks and games, and in a fight, no opponent is too tough. The Capricornian-born dog has the ability to be a real leader because of his thoughtfulness and his strength of character. Sometimes, though, his goal may become far more important than his followers. He may even seem ruthless. Though he is not what one would call clever, he has a way of turning a situation around to his advantage and finishing any project that he starts. He seems to have an unending supply of drive and imagination, and with time he can tackle any problem. The Capricornian dog is likable, but he requires constant proof that he is liked because he is insecure and never feels sure of friends. He is often sad because of his suspicious nature. This dog, however, is thoughtful and loyal, and when he finds a friend he can trust, he sticks with him. The Capricornian dog is understanding and sympathetic and most protective of personal property. Aquarius, January 21st through February 19th. Aquarius is the sign of the water bearer. Aquarius is the eleventh sign of the zodiac. It is a fixed, airy sign ruled by the planet Uranus. Aquarians are very popular, honest, and amiable, though always probing. Harmonious signs with Aquarius are Libra, Gemini, and Aries. Love Life Aquarian dogs are usually very affectionate and above reproach in matters that deal with the heart. They are very tolerant, observant, and not demanding, even though they do like a certain amount of freedom and privacy. In this age of Aquarius, it is possible to have many romances before finding the right mate, and it isn't likely that they'll settle down easily with one dog. Many dogs are attracted to them because Aquarian dogs are easy to be around and are very loving. 
Aquarian-born dogs never go to extremes and will expect their loved ones to have mutual animal instincts. Aquarians are good parents and can definitely keep their litter intact. They can stop their litter mates from fighting by anticipating their thoughts and being very fair in their treatment of each one. They do their best to develop the right traits in their pups. This is called puppy love. Temperament. The Aquarian dog has a well-balanced temperament and can be a blessing to those who surround him, especially his master. Though the Aquarian dog usually does not exhibit great physical strength or talent, he has positive qualities of personality, intelligence, and appearance. He has individuality and a keen sense of right and wrong as well as insight into the minds and thoughts of humans. The dog born under the sign of Aquarius thrives on acceptance, appreciation, and a strong sense of relationship between himself and his master. He may be visibly upset or saddened by any break in that relationship. An Aquarian dog understands problems and faults of others, and he accepts these shortcomings as a part of his world. The Aquarian-born dog receives emotional and intellectual stimulation from discovering things previously unknown to him. Anything new, a toy, a dog, a person, a house, or a car, demands his immediate attention and affection. He tires of an object only when his initial excitement and curiosity have been satisfied completely. Basically bright, independent, and loving, the Aquarian dog is very desirable as a pet and companion. One will never tire of his enthusiastic and understanding dogality. Pisces, February 20th through March 20th. Pisces, the twelfth sign of the zodiac, is the sign of the fish, and dogs born under Pisces are ruled by the planet Neptune. Piscean dogs are gentle and kind, sensitive, affectionate, and a bit suspicious. Harmonious signs with Pisces are other Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio, and Virgo. Love life. It is the Piscean dog's nature to be both sensitive and complex in his love life. Though he may have many mates, he is not emotionally stable enough to get along well with them for any length of time. Since these inner feelings of instability are usually hidden from his mates, they will find him difficult to understand, especially when he becomes silent and moody. However, this noble, devoted creature is very anxious to make his mate happy as he needs love to make his life complete. The Piscean dog expresses love easily and is very dedicated to each mate. While he loves wholeheartedly, he wants nothing in return. But unfortunately, he is constantly taken advantage of and taken for granted. He has deep emotions and loves music, and it wouldn't be at all unusual to hear this good-natured Piscean humming to the tune of Life is just a bowl of fruitful cherries in 5-4 time. Temperament. The Piscean dog is a conglomerate of many emotional traits. He is a kind and loving pet that possesses no great drive and may seem to be constantly daydreaming. Often absorbed in his own grandiose schemes, he will seem to be completely oblivious to what goes on around him, but actually he is very sensitive to his environment. He desires to give great service to others and is sometimes extreme in barking as if he is trying to tell you something. So try to understand the Pisces dogality. His subconscious is always at work, and if not in the right environment, he could be subject to a nervous breakdown. 
The Piscean dog frequently demonstrates a startlingly emotional nature. He may become suspicious of the motives of his friends and be reluctant to trust them. The Piscean dog possesses great mental abilities, although he has a tendency to procrastinate. He may like one thing one week and forsake it for something else the next. This is due to his supersensitive nature. He knows this is a changing world and really doesn't get too excited about anything. And we're back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the five count. Ton's just doing some research on his dogality. <laughs> hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, I hope you had a dog and you got something out of that uh, nice, I don't know, would you call that advice? What would you call that? I would say if you owned a dog at any point in your life or do so right now, you've probably been doing it wrong. Probably. It's a good thing you tuned in. I mean, most everybody is doing it wrong all the time, right? Not me. You're not. I'm pretty much perfect. I mean, when it, when it comes down to it, I'm pretty great. Just perfect in every I'm way. I'm just so good. I had so many things. Okay. It'd all be right. a lot quicker for me to just tell you the stuff I'm not good at. Here's the list. Nothing. <laughs> Here's the list. Nothing, he says. Wow. Check, please. Wow. That's great, you know? That's yeah. great. Well, you know, it's Father's Day, so just here to help. Is that what really stemmed, um, just, like, did you decide to become a father because of the, the TV show you were just talking to me about, High, Highway to Highway Heaven? Highway to Heaven? Yeah. Yeah, basically, I strive in life to be not as good, but as close to Michael Landon as I can. I mean, he's pretty manly, right? It's a high bar. And you're like my Mr. Edwards. So You're the Victor French to my Michael Landon. There's apparently five seasons of Highway to Heaven, and Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 38%. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Nobody likes that show? I think everyone loves it. Not many It's on people? for five seasons. Audience score, that's really inter- interesting. The tomato meter is 38%, but audience score is 80%. Interesting. What's our score? What's the five count listed at? No idea. I What's the th- tomato score? I don't think we're on the tomato like a four? site. 3%. I'll have to look into this Highway to Heaven business. I mean, I got the hair going on almost already. Actually, I think I got more going on. I didn't realize how long my hair is getting. It's getting pretty long. Also, your tooth, pretty long. Yeah, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with either one of those things. I mean, you did just celebrate 19 years of this program. Yeah. I thought we'd be dead by now. Really? Dead? Fully dead? Yeah, probably. Like, from what? Like, what what would you have A lot of bad stuff could happen out there. You never know. Could go on a fall break and never come back. That's really that's just that's just kind of weird. I mean, like fully dead. Like what? You would get into an accident, like a bicycling accident or something, or like your dog would kill you, or like what? You fall, trip, and fall onto a metal stake sticking out of the well, ground, or depends what. I guess maybe what astrology sign we're talking here. Yeah. Like, if you're a Leo, 
You're probably going to die sooner than later. Okay. Just because of the dangerous lifestyle? or like, Right. Okay. But if you're an aquarium like me, yeah, then you're just a jerkweed who sits around all day Swimming. and couldn't possibly get into any sort of Swimming danger. Swimming through life. Taking it easy. Something to think about. Yeah. Tom, I got something for you to hear about. Okay. It's a message sent to the Five Count Hotline. I love this idea. You could send one, too. You could do it in, like, a voice or in a finger-type message of text and things. <laughs> yes. Please send us a text message to 507-519-2030. Sometimes a person has to forget what you think or hear about a movie and just go, wonder if Tan and his daughter would like Little Mermaid. If they saw it, this message from Advice for the Ton app by Artificial Intelligence, also known as John from New Ulm. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I don't know. I My daughter and I haven't really gone to movies. Ton gets too sleepy and he ends up falling asleep during them. Big so I- waste of money. I've only taken her to one, and that was a Clifford movie that they played down at the library. And that was fun. She enjoyed it. Um, the Little Mermaid, I'm not so sure. She, We've watched the cartoon one uh, probably two, maybe three times. But she started getting scared about the, you know, with the villain and at the end. And so she just stopped watching it. Um, so I'm not sure. Not sure. Maybe. Maybe you would like it. I don't know. What if you and I went? I mean, I would go. But it's not like seeing Rocky together or something, you know? As long as we are together. That's all that counts. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Just don't sit too close to me. What are you saying? I'm saying I don't want your knee to touch my knee. Yeah, but our knees have touched so many times already. Can't you just get over it? Give me some space. <laughs> uh-huh. I got another question for you, Ton. All right. Where the hell were you 10 years ago? <laughs> no idea. No idea. Probably touching knees with somebody else. Well, I happen to know exactly where you were. You were here on the five count. Yes. You know how I know? Go ahead and ask me. How do you know? Because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five count history. And I wrote it down. Because I knew you'd forget. June 15th, 2013. Whoa. That was 10 years ago. Yeah, wow. Guess what we were doing? We were celebrating the nine year anniversary of the five count. Awesome. It's incredible to think how much time has gone on since uh, 10 years ago. Roughly 10 years, I believe. Do the math. Ton, first of all, it says here we were joined for an exclusive interview with actor John C. Riley. Oh, that was awesome. Remember him? Yeah, I do. loved it. He was in Days of Thunder. Yes. Of course, Ton knows who I'm talking about. He's in Days of Thunder. He's in Boogie Nights. He's in Step Brothers. And he was Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, he was. And we asked him about being Dr. Steve Brule, and he didn't know what we were talking about. It was so awesome. That was so great. And he said there was a possibility there could be a sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. And there was. He was right. He was right. You heard it here first. 
well, 10 years ago. He's a hilarious guy. You know what else we did, Ton? We premiered our brand new radio drama, The Five Count and the Caverns of Techno. Oh. That was 10 years ago. That's awesome. If you haven't heard that, you should go to YouTube and just look it up. The Five Count and the Caverns of Techno. That was a wonderful little radio drama. I really enjoyed putting that together. There's going to be more coming out. Sort of. It's not really a radio drama. It's That was us specifically, I would say, rewriting. Dusty rewrote a He-Man story with the Five Count. So he and I as the He-Man hero. And uh, the true punks as the, the Skeletor and henchmen type of type of people. So it was really cool. Um, but yeah, there will soon to be more releases of me actually reading He-Man books and adding sound effects and things to that. But oh, it's coming up. But this thing is even more de- in depth than that. The Five Count in the Caverns of Techno. I think you can hear what Ton is describing on our Patreon page uh, next Friday. It should be available. The first one will drop, as the kids say. Nice. We're going to drop it or throw it. Toss it. it. It's going to be out there. Yeah. Or up there. It'll be, it'll be someplace. Toss it over it. there. Yeah, you could get it and listen to it. Here's a monumental note, Ton. Ten years ago, we announced that the show was moving to a different time slot, 10 oh, p.m. Wow. Central Time. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So did it officially become a two-hour show 10 years ago? I think that must be the case. I think so. So we've been doing a two-hour program on purpose for 10 years this week. Should we celebrate again? That's crazy. Man, we are just the best, coolest dudes. <laughs> I mean, I can't even sugarcoat it. Just a lot of fun stuff happening anywhere we go. That's nuts. You know, it's funny that we talk that way about going to a two-hour program. And I remember back then kind of feeling like, are we going to be able to do two hours now? And then I remember it feeling pretty quick like, Two hours isn't enough or something. And now it seems like crazy. If we'd have to do only a one hour, it's like, what would we even talk about? But back then, during my day job, I was consistently doing roughly 10 hours of air shift a day. Sure. So I was like, "Uh, more air time? Yeah, two more hours. Most people would want that. I was a little, little leery of it. Now I think we should probably consider doing a seven-hour show. Seven hours. Every week. We could leave here at like four in the morning. Yeah. We're going to have to discuss that off air. (laughs) That's the thing, Tony. We'll never be off air. Wow. It'll just keep on going forever. That's really something to think about. Could we discuss Days of Thunder and your hair? For six more hours every week? Sure, maybe. Tune in to find out. <laughs> Wait, are we back in the present here? Oh, yeah. That was 10 years ago. Now we're presently present in five count present. We're going on a fall break. That's, that's what I need. I can't wait for a fall break. It's Father's Day weekend. I'm excited, Ton. 
always fun to celebrate holidays here on the radio. It's pretty good. You seem indifferent. I mean, holidays aren't... uh, In my current situation, typically holidays aren't uh, a fun, enjoyable experience for me anymore. It's like a brace for impact type experience. That's so, I mean, it's very nice to be here with you, but it's always looming in the back of my mind that, uh, how's this going to go and what will the aftermath be? That's, that's just my, that's my own personal situation. Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Um, if, and when you skip town. Yeah. And never come back ever again. Uh-huh. Will you somehow get in touch with me just to let me know you're okay? Oh, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you would be for sure, like, probably top of the list. I mean, I don't expect you to tell me your location. Yeah. Because you'll probably be worried that I'll try to talk you out of it and come back. No, I wouldn't be worried about that. I'm, in fact, I would probably call you because I know that you'd be a safe zone. Because I know that you're such a loyal friend. Even if I told you where I was, I know that you would never tell another soul ever. I know that. If I was like, Dust, this is where I'm at. You're the only one that knows. Don't tell anybody. I know I could count on you to actually not tell anybody. It's true. Even if I told you, like, if my mom comes knocking, tell her you never heard from me. I know that you'd do that. You'd be like, I don't know. You, I, I know exactly. You'd be like, I don't know where he is either. It's really a bummer, but, you know, Tony is. He's, I'm sure he's doing fine. Don't worry about it, Barb. Yeah, you can <laughs> count on me, pal. <laughs> you know that I would never tell anyone where you were because that's not how blackmail works. <laughs> if I tell everyone, then yeah. it doesn't do me any good i don't have the leverage anymore exactly so of course i would keep that to myself yeah as long as the checks keep clearing yeah (laughs) and then we can still be friends (laughs) no the reality is um i actually i here's okay the honest to goodness truth is i actually 100 percent occasionally fantasize about that like legitimately 100 percent leaving like i'm saying skip the country leave everything behind i don't even like i pack maybe a change of clothes nothing and i literally get somewhere else and drop everything and i'm like a different person and i just like what i like try to get a job as a mechanic or do something like no, where nobody knows where like I do some mechanics work or something, get paid in cash, be totally, nobody has any idea. Sometimes I do fantasize about that, but the, the actual reality is, um, I couldn't, I couldn't do, I couldn't do that with my kids. I couldn't, my or, kids mean a lot to or, me. Or, or with you, Dust. Ah, there it is. So what I'm saying is if I could just, if my kids and I could move in with you and everything, would, you know, I was thinking if we could have uh, joint custody of the pizzazz or whatever and we could just 
you know, have some fun times, right? Just cook some pizza. I mean, I buy the pizza. We use your pizzazz and, you know, hang out on your couch and stuff. And Maybe we should all join the Peace Corps. Kids just, included. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Something to think about. I don't know. See, the thing is, I can't skip town with the kids because then that turns into a whole legal problem. That's like frowned upon. Personally, I'm not afraid of the law, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> but I understand if you're getting cold feet already. Sure. Just in the planning stages, you're already thinking of ways to back out. Peace Corps? Okay. Tutton, we got time for a one quick song if you're interested. All right, let's do it. It's, you know, Father's Day, so we'll, we'll play a song about you escaping. Some escapism. Sounds awesome. Yeah. That's what that man like we rap. You're wrong. Fellas! Yeah! Look at him! Yeah! Man, I sure not feel good. Yeah! I know the jocks feel good too. Yeah! Cause we sure coming through that thing. See, the other cats pray to get down like this. Yeah! And we don't, you know, we're gonna say we're gonna do it, like we're gonna do our thing, man. You understand? Yeah! yeah. I mean, you heard the night train. Yeah! The funky walk. Yeah! Man, they got a thing called a funky train. Oh, what? Yeah. I, the funky train? Yeah! I got to kick this thing off. Yeah! Can I you kick it, it off? Yeah! yeah. One, two, three, four. Ain't it good to you? Yeah, I was about to do about that. 
Look at him. What you say, Fred? Man, you know you better take it on the lamb. You better watch the man. I don't like the hood. What you say, Fred? I said we better take it on the lamb. Huh. We better watch the man. Bud. Yeah. Come over here, brother. Let me tell you something. You think we're talking too loud? Push that bus. Huh. I ain't got no dust. Huh. I don't have to take it on the lamb. Watch them, yeah, all right. You're right, yeah, yeah. Coming from some funny places. What you say, bro? What's happening, Brown? Huh. Trying to get down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, look at him. We can have that. That's right, right on. Yeah. Ain't no alcohol. Man, I don't dig it. What you say, uh, Jason? Say, don't be so mean. I know I'm clean now. And on the sea. Excuse me, cat, while I rap. Look here. Yeah, go ahead, on. Now, what you saying? Uh, I'm walking all over this place, man, because we're having a good time. What cheese show is fun? Go on and do it. Cheese, you're trying to please, huh? Oh, Doing his do. Just doing his do. Doing his do. Just 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 doing
You know, another thing about a song, what I really dig about it, you know, everybody here, you know, like we're from down home, we, we're together. I don't know about Jason, though. I think Jason's down there, but he don't want to tell it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said he's from Ohio. Yeah. I didn't know any such place name is Ohio. <laughs> I know where Ohio is. Where you from? I'm from Ohio. You understand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like John's hair, though, I'm from Ohio. Where you from, Jeff? Mobile. You from Mobile? Yeah. Oh, Mobile, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cause I used to see Jeff went to Bobby. Yeah, we used to play with Bobby, yeah? Yeah. I know we always go to Mobile High. He say you always get a different room, but I know Jeff go home. Yeah, he's from Mobile. Where you from, Abbott? What part, man? If Georgia got a big... What? what? Maker. Don't say it's so low, bro. You make me think that you don't want the people to hear yourself. Fred, where you from? L.A. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hey! Ask him where he started. Lower Alabama. What'd you say? Lower Alabama. Lower Alabama. All right. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. Remind me about Los Angeles. Where you from? Uh, you don't keep killing this cat name. What's your name, man? Jimmy. Oh, yeah. I knew it all the time. Wait, where you from, Jimmy? I'm a man see. What? I'm a NC. From NC. where? NC. NC. You better be careful, man, because they don't know what you're talking about. You say NC, you can go to jail about that. <laughs> no, it's your line, you mean. Yeah, yeah but watch that NC. Because they, they got a thing called an NC abuse, you understand? Uh, Pink, you might well tell her where you're from one more time. Yeah, I'm from Georgia, too. Yeah. What part you from? Your hometown, bruh. No, you're from my hometown, man. I stay on the other side of town. I'm on the other side of the track, man. Other side of the track? Yeah. I'm from uh, uh, the Terry. Where you from? From the Terry. Yeah. Well, uh, you know you got it. You see, you see. <laughs> <laughs> see, you see the little high on the hog in me. You know you got it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm from my yeah, hometown. <laughs> yeah, you understand? We don't like that. The well, the do cats like Panky come from the other side of town. Uh, right, Henry? Uh, we ain't just down up there in the booth. Where you from, uh, uh, Brett? I mean, Thomas. Washington, Georgia. That's what I was out of, um, um, Thompson. That's right. Between Thompson and Spock. Right. right at Everton. <laughs> oh, I know where you're from. Down the road, a piece of decor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! But now we ain't gonna let the other people out. I mean, we love Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia. You understand? North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, uh, Virginia. Where you say you're from, Ohio? Oh, Ohio. Yeah, we like Cincinnati, Dayton, Cleveland, all those places. And what about you, G's? What? Lake Gray. What would say? Lake Gray. Now we got Lake Gray, Georgia. Lake Gray. Don't lay so deep in your grains, brother. Yeah. Grain, that's what, yeah, that's what, it, that's what horse do, they, no, 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 that's what I did, I'm sorry, I think my grain's in the grass, but, uh, y'all don't, no, 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 only horses graze in the grass, right? They want you to get out just a little. Get out. It's a good thing.
solo. Dad and play that all behind me. Let me see now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You know we got y'all seven to two, don't you? That's a, that's a, that's a strong scope. Y'all better be careful now. We don't want no more of that mess out y'all. Pregnant, you play your solo. to the show it's been pretty great so far let me ask you a question does this music sort of remind you of cheers for some reason at all you mean because i'm a drunk no just i don't know what it is is it the era is it the i don't know why it reminds me of cheers because i know that the music of this is different than the music in cheers but i think it has more of a my two dads okay vibe to it i don't i don't think i've watched that I've been watching Cheers lately, though. And you know what's really weird? That I, you are finally watching Cheers for the first time in the year 2023? Yeah, I've like never watched it, but for some weird reason, when I do, I get hit hard with this like nostalgia thing. The feelings really come out where it's like, a, I don't know what that is. 
of it, all the time you spent at the bar, you mean? Or yeah, but you? I haven't really. I don't know what it is. It's like the era. It's the whole thing. It's the era. It's the look. It's the jokes. There's something about it. I don't know. I hope somebody out there feels that way about this program. Yeah. God, there's just something about it. I don't know. It's the it's just the feeling, the jokes, the swish, swish of tons long hair. <laughs> Perfect Strangers, Dust. I'm glad you turned me on to that one, too, because that's pretty good. Yeah, Belky turns me on, too. Yeah, it's pretty good. I heard that. It's pretty good. Ton, I think the show's over. Oh, really? It's been a good one. Well, it's been okay. It's been all right. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, what do you want? Yeah, what can you It's a terrible expect? time slot. Were you were expecting something like top-notch? Yeah. They're not going to put the top-notch stuff on at a time like this. I mean, I know we told you at the beginning of the program that it's top-notch in the highest of brows that wraps around to the backside, but it's just all yeah. really to get you hooked in, I guess. That know? was all nonsense. It's nonsense. So sorry about that. But, uh, you know, we are here, and we do care about you, you know? Love you guys listening out there. All of you. Floyd Shouts looking in your direction. This all kind of sounds like nonsense, too. Are we Not still? This is, no, this is genuine, oh, heartfelt okay. My bad. love and affection for Southern Minnesota. Love them. God, I love you guys. <laughs> well, Don, I got some other exciting news for you. Well, no not way. for you, but for like a handful of people who pledged money to the KMSU pledge drive. Oh, really? During- the five count uh who's it's you mean you know. finally they're gonna get their five count prize pack uh they're getting handed off to the station what they do with it from there i don't know yeah it's i mean it's probably my fault but maybe somebody out there will get something sometime in the next four months yeah godspeed godspeed good luck it's about all you can say at this point godspeed good luck yeah we appreciate you as listeners and as friends of the five count. We really do. If you'd like to appreciate us just a little bit, you could join us on Patreon. Cost a dollar. You get access to this show like on a Thursday morning mm-hmm. instead of staying up on a Saturday night like a ding dong. Think of so much of the things you're missing out on because you got to stay home and listen to this. That could be all over. If you play your cards right. Your credit cards, that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, what a time. You could also go to the5count.com. That's a website. A lot of stuff on there. Like 10 years worth of this program. Could fill a lot of time. You really could. And when you're done. your job. Yeah, when you're done checking that out, go to the5count on YouTube. Check out the co-op. The5count co-op. That's a show where we play video games preferably old school video games very poorly and ton talks a lot about mid 80s kiss man it's really good you you so you bought that plaque for me right that you sent me a picture of i wanted that to plaque lick it up it's uh. only right now it was really swear was that Ooh, we got to yeah, talk yeah, yeah. we got to talk off air that was really something I know you think I was joking, but I wasn't. Wow. Ton, I never have known you to joke about anything. (laughs) See ya. See ya. Now, turn the record over, and we will continue on the other side.